Ever wonder what the dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. Welcome, I'm Liz Murdoch. Today I have Teresa Ryan. She's the best-selling author of a bunch of dog books. And (laughs) Teresa, welcome. Thanks, I'm glad to be here. I am so glad. I was lucky enough to get your book, Poppy in the Wild. I got a fresh copy and it is a fascinating read on lost dog who found, well, she didn't find her way home, but she, she is back home. Pretty close. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah. she found her way back to you yes. and it's the story of her adventure and a little bit more. One of the reasons that I wanted to talk to both you, um, your book does a great job helping people who have lost a dog. It's chock full of tips, your adventure. We're going to talk about that. And then we're also, for those of you who are regular listeners of talking with the dogs, you know, I typically don't know much about the dogs before, but in this case, I read the book and Poppy and I met like some of the dogs I talked to on Instagram and I was like, wait a minute, I want to talk to this dog, not knowing (laughs) how much there was to her story. But when I read the book and then I tuned in with Poppy a little bit before now, she's got her own perspective. So we're going to find out what Poppy has to say about her adventure as well. So first of all, Teresa, welcome. Thank you. Uh, When did you realize you had another book? in this story of her oh, that's good. Lost. as as i remember it was about the third day of her being lost because mm-hmm. i always joke that i write books about tragedies that happened to me and my dogs mm-hmm. but i didn't want them to keep happening so i had you know i guess right. writing about them is great living through it's not so great but on the third day when i when i started to feel like the things that we were learning about how you find a lost dog were actually working and I was feeling a little more positive that there would be a happy ending to this story. I thought I said to Chris, my my significant other, who's mm-hmm. the big, a character in the book as yes. well, in all of the books. Um, I said, you know, if this has a happy ending, I think I have my third book here, because I kept saying to Mike and Babs, who were the two pet recovery specialists that helped us mm-hmm. so much, I kept saying, oh my gosh, you guys have so much information. This information needs to be out there. People don't know this. Like, I right. think I know a lot about dogs, and I didn't know any of this. You guys need to write a book. And I think it was Mike who said to me we don't write, we find lost dogs. We're, we're not writers. And mm-hmm. then I was kind of like, Oh, I am. Maybe mm-hmm. I should be the one <laughs> writing yes. the book. So I yes. took probably about the third day okay. and I started writing it pretty immediately after we got Poppy back and settled in. Good. And so your well, one of your books was about your journey through cancer as well as your dogs. Yeah, that was the and first one. That yeah. has really touched a lot of people's lives. So hopefully this book will, because they're um, as well, 
no one wants to lose a dog, but when people do lose a dog, it's sort of just panic. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that I have gotten in, in my work communicating with the dog is that the people often project onto their dogs. They'll say, I already know what my dog is going to say, or poor dog. Oh my gosh, the dog is lost. Well, to the dog, it's not necessarily lost. It's on an adventure. It's a big adventure. Yeah. It's a big adventure. There's so many smells. I mean, for Poppy, she started off in a cage for most of her life. Right. And so her adventure was a little bit different. There's a whole new world and smells and she's got freedom and she's got on her own. So she may not have been in a rush to come home. I do think she was happy when she came back to me, but it was, that was kind of evident when I got her because she was just like, what's the big deal? And wagging her tail and happy and, you know, full of confidence more than more confident than before she got lost. So Mm -hmm. it, it really did feel like, Oh, this was a different experience for her. It's hard, but sometimes we might think, you know, our poor dog where the dog is on an adventure or the dog is happy to be, you know, I've had clients who they're concerned about their dog that's left alone during the day while they're at work. And I'll talk, I'll tune into the dog and the dog will say, I love the quiet time. (laughs) Yeah. I nap all day. What's the problem? I I get the couch to myself. kind of. So how many dogs do you currently have? So we have three. You, you, you have three. That's fine. I have yeah. three too. Yeah. So yeah. Poppy, Poppy got out and she made her way home and you, you journaled all of this. I, I don't want to tell too much about the, um, the giveaway of the story, but yeah. she, we do know that she found her way home and this is what happened and how you found her. How has she changed since you got home that you've come to sort of sort of look at her being lost in a different way? I think the biggest change was, like I said, just almost instantly, she was this much more confident dog. Mm -hmm. She's she's still maybe a little bit more um, nervous in a new, if meeting someone new or a new situation or something, Mm -hmm. she's a little more nervous than our other two dogs, but she's also much younger. Um, But she just a lot more confident. And um, she was fairly bonded to me when when she got lost but she's been really bonded to me since she got back i guess a pressing thing is because there there are people who are like just tell me what i need to know and what are your your biggest tips that you want people to know because i want to get that out i think the first one is stop (laughs) like just stop because our instinct is to run and chase after the dog Mm -hmm. and if the dog sees you one of two things is going to happen they're going to be like oh look mom's running too it's a game and they're going to keep running Mm -hmm. or they're going to say oh my god if she's a if she's worried then i really need to be worried and i better run even faster and they're going to they're going to run in a way where they're not thinking and they're going to run into traffic or someplace you wish they hadn't um the, the whole thing really was about figuring out what this dog's pattern was by mm-hmm. sightings. That's all we wanted was people to find out where the dog was, let us know where was she, where'd you see her, what direction was she headed, so we could eventually figure out a pattern and set a trap for her. Mm-hmm. And that's all about getting signs out there, getting the right sign. As many signs. As many signs as possible. The dog is going to be better at keeping themselves safe than you will be out there chasing the dog around. Mm-hmm. And that was the big learning thing for me because it feels like you're doing nothing 
to be just putting signs up or, you know, sitting, waiting in the spot where the dog was Mm -hmm. not chasing, not following, but sitting, waiting, but getting the signs out there. Don't chase, um, don't offer rewards because that does get the bad actors out there. And we had no bad phone calls. We didn't have anybody calling, giving us some, you know, we had one sighting that maybe probably wasn't poppy, but I don't think it was intentionally misleading us or anything, or just, you know, trying to grab a, a cash reward. Yeah. So, like those are probably the quickest tips and, and call someone like Babs and Mike. <laughs> um, they're called pet recovery specialists. They both work for free. There are a lot of them out there and they can help you by phone, tell you what to do. I never met Babs or Mike until a, a month after we caught Poppy when I had a thank you party for yeah. everybody involved. But I was really impressed that it's a comprehensive, it's clear that you're part of your mission is helping people find their dogs with these. Absolutely. So um, Poppy in the Wild, it's a new book that is a great resource for anyone looking for tips on what to do. Did you feel any sense that you knew Poppy was fine or were you so overcome with fear that you didn't feel a connection? It you know, it went up and down all day long, mm-hmm. all hard. day long. It's very hard. There were times when I would feel like we're going to find her. She's going to find us. We'll, we'll, we will see her again. And things like, um, you know, I kept waking up at four in the morning, which was yeah. the time that Poppy always woke up. And, mm-hmm. and although it was annoying to not be able to sleep, it felt sort of like a sign to me for lack of a better word that, okay. you know, and I was thinking, you know, she's probably doing the same thing and it's, just a, just a matter of time. But of course, because I wasn't getting a lot of sleep and because there were storms and she was in the middle of wilderness park, there were certainly times where it did feel absolutely hopeless. Yeah. You know? It's hard. It's hard when we're rattled. Um, yeah. So we're going to find out a little bit about what Poppy says about this. So Poppy's say next this. to you on the couch. You want to see that? And she's sure. with Ro now too. So you can. And Poppy may join us and get up. Sometimes they do. And sometimes yeah. I can still get a sense. So the first thing that Poppy, I said, Poppy, do you want to add anything to this book tour? And the first thing she said is she left some things out. And I was went and I hadn't thought about that, but you know, as a reader and a writer, I know that not every book can have everything. Can you share anything you left out? Um, that I Poppy think it, might want you to know. Poppy might, yeah. Um, or I think like know. most memoirs, you have to pick and choose and leave some things out. And I, I left out Poppy's point of view because I didn't know it. I only knew what people were telling us. So I'm curious to hear what, what Poppy has told you. Um, so yeah, I, you know, there it's not always a smooth and easy thing with a rescue dog and um, as Mike can, I think Mike and Babs both continued to say to me, a, a lot of it's about controlling the people as well. So sometimes people would insist on doing things their way and I would have to stop that. It is important to stop and listen to the team who might have another perspective or like Mike, who didn't even know Poppy is like, this is what science has shown in these yeah, lost dogs yeah. that if anyone's listening and you like to help with lost dogs or know of one that these tips are really important because dogs do create a pattern and sometimes they're not feeling woe is me and whether you can you know set up a strategy for sightings or you can stay calm and if you're someone who meditates and believes in energetic communication do that in a positive way to invite the dog back yeah so uh what else um so Pop, Poppy wanted pe- 
people to know that it takes a team of people um, to find a dog, just like in rescuing a dog, it takes a team. So uh, if, if you have a, and she liked the team, she saw them and, and it, they became familiar. So I think it reinforced to her, her route that she could go because it was like, Oh, I'll go check in there. There they are. And I think she did see you. Um, or she, she knew you were there, but she wasn't done. She wasn't done with her big adventure. No, I don't think, I I don't (laughs) think so. (laughs) I know it's so fun, but it's like, to her, it was like an oversized dog park. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did thankfully at least get one view of her each day. Somebody saw her each Mm -hmm. day, which was okay. So at least we knew she was still alive and well. Yes. each day, which made it a little more bearable, but yeah. 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 So that's good. So, um, I, she brought up being quiet and she said that it was actually very useful for her. And she learned that all her life. And it was part of why she survived is because she knows how to be quiet and she knew how to be quiet because of this. She, as you talk about, she's found her voice but (laughs) but she also learned that you know a trait that concerned you at first about her being so quiet was also something that could have been a part of saving her life yeah definitely that yeah she wanted to point that out she's sort of funny she's like um not so not i told you so but (laughs) can i in in a negative way but sort of yeah you know, can I point this She's out? She's like, too? let me explain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 She, I think she does like this idea of a book tour together in Poppy's, pers- her side of the story. <laughs> her Poppy's perspective. Yes. yes. Poppy is, is sort of wants to use her platform here again, that not all dogs, that sometimes dogs need new homes and need to be rescued. And it's for whatever situation and that she's sort of, can we just get that clear that if a dog needs a new home, then it just needs a new home. And what is it? It's like her, her backstory is, is she doesn't, Oh, it's like, she doesn't want her backstory to overshadow like Rose backstory. Right. And and what matters is that these, that a dog can move into a new home and have the best story or have the most important story be there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. She wants these stories or her, her, like the story of her, while it was not desirable, Poppy, to get lost for so for, in a wilderness, that story has become the bigger story, the biggest story for now that can touch so many, help, really help people. Yeah, yeah. And, that's really why I wanted to write it, too, is to really help people by sharing a real life story with a happy ending yes. and giving all the tips. And hopefully it helps you remember them by hearing them in a, in a story. But Yes. Yeah, we um, we try for the most part, even though I write about dogs, and so obviously I write about their backgrounds, we try yeah. for the most part to not let that sort of rule their life. That's that's in the past, and they're all, you know, they're all living great lives now. So wh- what else would you want? Percival did come over. Percival, no, do you want to is... chime in and say something? <laughs> this You're is Oh, gosh. He just wants a belly rub. <laughs> you want to talk about your book? Probably. Yeah. Why don't you tell about your book, Percival? 
<laughs> or let Teresa tell about your book. Um, Percival's book was, it's the dogs were rescued and so was I. And it was a story of adopting Percival, who was the first dog we adopted from Beagle Freedom Project, who, as I said, came out of a laboratory where they did animal testing. So a little bit traumatized. Mm -hmm. And then a second dog, Daphne, who um, we believe had been used by a backyard breeder. And then um, she was abandoned and we're guessing you know, one of those, because this is unfortunately all too common, dumped from the car. And when she chased after the car, they shot her because she had like buckshot all through her body. Mm -hmm. She turned out to also have cancer. So we kind of went through it all again. Yeah. And it made made me determined to to look at our lives and look at like, that's an awful lot of cancer in our life. And I didn't really know about animal testing. So I went on this journey of discovering, you know, what products are tested on animals and getting those out of our life. And it turns out a lot of the chemicals and things like that that cause cancer in dogs cause cancer in us and also happen to be, you know, tested on animals. And so right. we kind of, it was how they, Percival and Daphne inspired us to uh, clean up our life in that regard. So I love that Percival wanted to share that book. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> I love that because it's important when you put a, a book that is a feel good book about a dog and yeah. has, I love how you weave through the tips. So yeah. It's like, I've just, I've, they're infused. Now I know even yeah. more so that um, you've got other books to read. It was really eye-opening um, and, and definitely changed our lives as dogs do. So. They do in lots of good ways. Well, I think your writing style is fabulous. I think it's a gift oh, to you. be able to tell memoir and story with also educating in a, yeah. you know, non-threatening way, non any just positive way like oh this is yeah I can't be judgmental because I it's my like oh I didn't know any of this so come with me on my journey while I learn you know yeah. it's, I'm not saying you should know all this because I didn't well I always end um with a, a chat session with a dog by asking if there's anything else that they would like you to know or an audience so I'm going to ask all the dogs Rue do you want to chime in oh he says he's got a good life yes Yes. So Rue gives thanks to, hi there, Rue. I, yes. So Rue wants to give thanks to the rescues that take very good care of the dogs while they're oh, yeah. waiting for a home and a big shout out. Thank you. Who make it possible. They're sort of the intermediaries. If anyone out there and, and you've thought you've, yeah, well, you've done this, Teresa. I, I read about in the book that sometimes you've been in situations where you can't have a dog for a long period of time. So I have a two week window. Who can I help? And if, yeah, anyone's, fostering. Listen, yeah. Yeah, if anyone's listening and you really miss a dog, but you're not ready for a full time dog, there are very reputable rescues who will work with you and support you in giving a home to a dog for a couple of weeks or a couple months, whatever works for you. And Rue survived because of that. He was able to live in a foster situation. Um, and he came, then he, it, well, like a sanctuary. And then yeah, yeah. He, he went to Teresa. So I guess he wants people to know, don't forget about fostering. Yeah. That's Rue's message. Poppy, what do you have to say? Oh, she's funny. She's like, read the book. Okay, so this is a book club. There she is, the star of the book. Maybe she'll be a movie star one day. Maybe they'll make a movie of it. But it's, it's an excellent book, full of tips. Thank you. To a sense of what to do, how rescue teams work. And Percival, 
we know there's a second book. So if you look up Teresa Ryan, she's on Amazon, or I'm sure she's in uh, more than a few favorite bookstores. You can- Yeah, and right now bookshop.org is, you know, you can support your indie bookstores and get all of my books are on that right now too. And Excellent. it helps support indie bookstores. Teresa, <laughs> yeah. do you want to add anything? Thank you for having me and helping to get the word out because I do think these are important messages and I, you know, I know how terrifying it is to lose a dog and to give, just be able to give people hope and give them the tools to be able to do that. It was the whole reason for getting the book out there. So thank you for helping to share that word. Excellent. I will certainly, and I'll put tips out and where to find you. I know you're on Instagram if they want to follow some of your journey with your dogs. Yeah. And um, thank you so much. Thank you. And all the Thanks. best to you as you continue your promo for the book and your promo um, or your just your support for your wonderful dogs. Thank you very much. Nice talking to you. You too. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with the Dogs. Hope today's episode made you want to understand your own dog better and appreciate that every dog has a story and something to say. Subscribe now for more dog stories and insights into animal communication and what it's like to be a dog whisperer. Review this episode on Apple Podcasts or follow Talking with the Dogs on Instagram or Facebook and sign up for a chance for you and your dog to be a guest on the show. Whatever you do, I hope you'll spend time talking with the dogs.